Let's go. CommonwealthSportsTalk.com. Give me that work. Okay. Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Joe D, bringing you another episode of Commonwealth Sports Talk as we have my co-host, Lamont Thomas, with me. How you living, bro? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. Everything is everything. All right, man. I appreciate you for holding it down because life's emergencies happen and you know how it goes sometimes. So that's why we're here as a team. And uh, you and Shailen did more than a good job had me actually wondering if I was going to be welcome back that's how good it was so. <laughs> no, bro, you know you know how I do we, we gotta we gotta make sure we we hold our seat at the table man absolutely absolutely one thing I do know is this podcast is designed to spread knowledge teaching and inform the listener and viewer about the positive advancement of Virginia athletes born or raised and definitely you know we love the ones that are born and raised so we go right into it with uh another episode Richmond native, Virginia State legend. So yes. this is born and raised. He tried to leave us and go to North Carolina with St. Aug, but we brought him back to VA because he's gold. He's worth it. Worth it, I'll tell you. So uh, I think that you guys would be intrigued with who we bring on. Uh, Derek Blunt, um, All-American, great guy, my teammate. So without further ado... What do you say, Mont? Let's jump into it. Derek Blunt, let's get it. Go, Commonwealth Sports Talk. Brother, man, brother, man. Good, JoJo. There it is. Ha <laughs> ha, my guy. Yes, sir. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm about to shade underneath you as normal, you know what I'm saying? So if you're not doing good, you got to let me know. I'm good, man. I'm hanging in there, man. No complaints here, bro. That's good. That's good, man. This is my co-host, Lamont LT with me right here. What's good, the Legend bro. in our flesh right here, Mr. Derek Blunt, the legend yes, right sir. here. Yes, sir. Get it right. Get it right. Beer gang too, man. I like it, man. Am I going to see you the 23rd yeah. or what? Yeah, I'm going to be there. That's the plan. That's the plan. Same here. Same here. Same here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do my introduction. Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Joe D, bringing you another great episode as we have our guest, Derek Blunt, Virginia State legend, hurdler, 110 hurdler legend, four by one, long jump. Hey, let me tell you, if there was more events, the guy would do it. I'm trying to tell you. At a collegiate level, top notch. That's what you get. 
you get some greatness out of that, man. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing, God? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, man. Anything for the fam. Anything for the fam. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. I had a Kaya Evans on um, a couple weeks back, and she goes, yeah, you know those Trojans, those Virginia State track Trojans stick together. So I knew, I know y'all hang tight still. And I was like, you write about that one. I said, we, we hold tight. That's right. You know, we're a family, man. We are we're a lot together, man. So we had no choice but to bond together. That's facts. That's facts. Before we get to that college world, I'm sure you could take me through how you were introduced to track as um, a young kid and how it kind of harnessed you into a certain path. Like how, how did track get introduced to you on this world? Well, it's real funny. Um, I got introduced to track because um, I played football and we were doing a drill um, and I uh, kind of jerked my knee. And at the time, um, my position coach was also a track coach. And in the training room, he's like, I'm going to get your knee right. Um, so when football season's over, um, come to this indoor practice. I'm like, okay, you know, I get right for football. I come to practice. Um, and from there, it just kind of, you know, blossomed because um, – other my other teammates from the football team they were on the track team as well, and they told me you know how well it um helped them for football. So I stuck with it. Um, even though when they had to go out and do like a three mile run, I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. Um, Those are the tough parts. It, yeah, but they told me to stick with it, you know, because they went through it, they did it, um, and we all did. Uh, and um, I kind of had. I don't want to say instant success, but uh, my first initial race came um, and I was on the relay and we were, I want to say, a hundredth of a second off the school record. Mm. Um, so from that point on, you know, I was like, man, we got to get this, you know, that, um, because I always had a drive of uh, being the best. Um, so even I was a young guy, young freshman, joining the team, I got right. Um, and then it trickled to be going to outdoor where um, as a first time runner, especially at that time, a first time hurdler, because I had no clue about the hurdles. <laughs> I ended up finishing third in the district meet um, behind two of the top hurdlers in the state. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and then it was real close. So um, from that point on, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I just want to do this. Like, I I, I want to get better at this. Um, so, uh, Was this freshman year of high school? Yeah. So you didn't start yeah, so track yeah, until freshman year of high school, bro? Correct. Good God almighty. Yeah, but I was just always an athlete. Uh, you yeah. Know, from running in the streets, my friends, uh, playing all different types of sports. Like, my first love was football. Um, second was basketball, but then um, and I said, then track came around, um, and then from there track went from number three to number one, because uh, uh, actually I gave up football my senior year to focus on track. Awesome. You knew it was time when you did that. It was kind of like one of those. It was the best interest, or was it to kind of bear down and get it get it right? Um, 
I can say uh, one thing my coach always taught me, um, even going through, was to set goals. Um, from freshman year to senior year, I always made the states. Um, so my goal was at some point in time to be a state champion. Uh, so I knew um, just from playing football, the the pains that you get, how you know, beat up and get from football. Um, I knew it would probably take a little away from what I was going to do, track my senior year. Um, mm. So I was like, you know what? Um, you know, because I got through all through tour days in football, and I just came to the coach. It's like, you know what, coach? I don't want to do this anymore. I said, I'm going to go focus on track, you know, and um, win a state championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and this to stay. Uh, I went on my senior year in high school. Went to districts, broke the school record. Went to regionals, broke my own record. Then got to states, broke my record again, and was five tenths of a second off the state record. Oh. And became a state champion and was ranked tenth in the nation in the hurdles um, coming out of high school. Bad. See? Bad, you a bad dude, bruh. See? Uh, it was just the work. Um, I, and to be honest, a lot of the credit I, I um, to my success I give to my teammates from high school, even through college. Like, um, my teammates. What high school were you at? Um, uh, Hermitage High School in um, in Rico, Glen Island, Virginia. Um, Hermitage. I had to give it his love. Yeah. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Represent the her. Always. Blue, that blue and uh, blue and red, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And to make sure. Yeah. So, so you've got you've got a a record. Then you set a new record PR at regionals, and you do it again at state, and that leads you to tenth in the nation in the hurdles. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Wow. What what goes on from there? Like, how does that's got to feel good, first of all, to, to make that decision. A lot of times, some people make decisions prematurely, and it just doesn't pan out, you know, especially a lot of athletes, because kids are multi-sport athletes, as you just described. So sometimes when you have to kind of narrow it down, it may not narrow the way you either intended to or the plans may kind of get shifted. But nonetheless, like that narrowed down perfect to uh, a state title. So what, what, what was the next step? How was that process like? Uh, so the next process was figuring out where I wanted to go to school because that was uh, one of my biggest things. One of the things one of my coaches told me too was, uh, you know, with my talent, um, you know, use that to go to school, um, get that to pay for your schooling. And so that was my idea. So I was looking at different schools. Uh, I had offers from some Division One schools. Uh, fortunately, I couldn't get in because of uh, SAT scores. Uh, so at one school, say, you know, hey, hey, what, you know, go to a small school, junior college, or maybe a Division two school, um, you know, for a year, mm-hmm. get your grades together, and then, you know, transfer, we'll bring you in, you know, we'll come on, you know, bring you to our school. So I'm like, okay, so I'm kind of looking at what school I want to go to. Uh, so I was like, Virginia State, because that's the school my grandfather went to, uh, my aunt went to, my uncle went to. Uh, so I was like, you know, I've been there plenty of times. I've, you know, I love the place. So let me just try it out. Let's go there for a year, and um, and see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. So first year, 
first year against the state was definitely rocky because uh, the coach we had there um, had a different mindset of how to do things. You know, um, he kind of pigeonholed, tried to pigeonhole everybody to do things the way he did things and thinking that was going to um, make everybody just like him. Um, mm, but yeah. our athletes are different. Um, Absolutely. We don't respond the same. Uh, and then kind of it too, I kind of felt like I knew more than he did. Um, <laughs> uh, and kind of sort of did, um, but that's neither here or there. Um, mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I ain't going to be here much longer. Anyway, I'm getting out of here. So I kind of just um, really let my grades split because it's like, you know what? I ain't going to be here. I'm transferring after this year anyway. Mm-hmm. So let me um, just do whatever to get out of here. Yeah. Um, so luckily after that, that coach is let go for whatever reason. And then so they bring in my high school coach to take over as the new head coach at Virginia mm-hmm. State. So I get a call. Hey, man, get your stuff. Come on back. Come on back. Where? He's like, I'm here. Um because again, grades slipped. I didn't have so uh, so. I ended up coming back to Virginia State, um, and, and from there, I guess that's the way we started um, the run that we had at, at Virginia State. Uh, um, and the bond that I built with the guys that were there and the guys from home, um, I felt. Uh, Something I wanted to complete, something I wanted to finish off. So, um, so needless to say, I ended up saying. Um, and what's funny to think about that, the guys I was there with at the time, mm-hmm. we all were supposed to be a Division One program. One way or another, we all ended up at Virginia State. Uh, yep. Uh, quite a few of them. Um, I ran at Pace with my senior year. Uh, a couple of reactions. He did the same race, didn't even know it until we got to college. Um, and then from there, we just built a brotherhood and a bond that, you know, is still lasting on today. Yeah, that's what's up. I kind of want to ask you a little bit about the, the adversity, you know, that you get. You talked about, you know, having that that like rough patch of freshman year. Can you talk to me about a time where, I don't know, we all have that time as athletes where, you know, you you get into the, the mundane routine, you know, and you're not really feeling it. You know, I wouldn't say you're necessarily not in love with what you're doing no more, but it's like, you're just kind of going through the motions and like, you know, is there a time in practice where, you know, you were hit with, the refreshment of the reminder of why you were doing this, you know, and kind of gave you a new drive um, and track. Maybe uh, it's when your coach came or, you know, when, whatever that case may be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I can tell you that um, that drive came from my teammates. Um, like I said earlier, like my teammates um, were part of the driving force that got me to where I was going because of uh, – because they pushed me. Um, the days that I wasn't feeling it, the days I had those black lessons, like, man, I think I'm just gonna go through the motions today. Um, but as Joe knows, 
we were notorious trash fuckers amongst each other. Yes. Please tell it. So that's what really motivated me, uh, motivated the rest of us, because we would sit there and practice and talk trash to each other. I don't do um, it. Um, so me, I'm the type brought of us out of our shell. Like, yeah, <laughs> really. Like, but see, I'm the type of person um, for you to tell me. Um, I'm, I, I'll get motivated when you tell me what I can't do and to talk trash. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. smoke you. I'm gonna beat you. That's just that's something off for me, and I that triggered it, and it lights me up, and I get going. And uh, so that's what always motivated me through practices where I just wasn't feeling it, or when I just had moves of like, um, I don't want to do this today. Uh, we couldn't let you do that. Right, and then too, um, I, I felt like I had too much um, going to let my teammates down. I, I've never wanted to let them down. Because um, as he Joe said, I did a lot of the events. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that, um, uh, and now that I look back at it, I wanted to be that uh, nah. leader example too as well, you know, because uh, nine times out of 10, what I did, everybody else followed. So if I slacked up, everybody else slacked up, which wasn't going to make it any better. So I had to put in the work to show them they had to put in the work. LT, I needed this man. I think I ran with this man for three years, all right? I needed this man to take off at least one or two one ten hurdle races for me right. where I could at least get me a dub. When I tell right. you, it was like the double-edged sword. It was like the first year, I was like, this guy is just phew. And I was like, all right, but my time started getting better because there was no way I was like, I'm just studying, I'm watching, we repping, we doing the reps, me, him, Dimby, Shamel. Like, it's a bunch of hurdlers just, like, going at it, getting better every day. And then once when you finally hit your peak, your peak is a national qualified time, but you're working with an All-American. Right. To see his daily grind is beyond, you know what I'm saying? That's why I I knew. I just knew. I I think think we had a CNU meet. Um, Derek, that we can't, I can't remember what year it was, but I came in fourth and you won it. And I said to myself, I said, I said, well, this was a win for me, dang it. I said, because we, we held it. I said, we held it down today, no matter what. And now that, that was when I got the bigger picture that long as we go out and rep that Trojan that was on our chest and, and did our PR and did the best every time, that was what it was really all about. And yeah. the fun of the team, the camaraderie kind of made it even more intriguing. So, yeah, that was that was yeah. fun time. Yeah, another thing, too, that drove me, too, was um, it, it go, kind of goes back to my freshman year at State. Um, I made it to Nationals. I'm at Indoor Nationals. Uh, I'm the only one who qualified. I'm the only one there. So, it's just me and Coach there. But I'm seeing other teams there and their teammates are there and they having a good time laughing, joking. And I'm like, man, I want that. Like I, so I was like, I had everything in me to make sure to give the blueprints to my teammates or what it takes to make the nationals. I'm, you know, I try to convey to them, like, look, every conference championship, we're running against the national champions every meet. Every time. That's real. Like, we can compete with them. We compete with them. We compete with them at 
means we compete with them at conference championship all day. There's no way that there's no way that y'all cannot make it to national. Right. So that was my goal to bring everybody along with them with me to national because I wanted them to experience that for one and two. I guess I'd be by myself and coach. I'm just gonna be honest with you. You got yeah. you know, you know, I made friends from other teams, you know, we would hang out, but it's nothing like being there with Not your the friends, your brothers and your sisters. Um and I wanted that. Uh, so uh even one year we took some people, they didn't make it, they just missed, but we took a man coach took them with me to Nashville so they can experience and they got that drive and they wanted it. And man, we just worked and worked and worked and eventually we started taking teams to nationals instead of just individuals. Um, which was my goal and which I wanted to do. Because um, it's a funny thing. Um, I remember one year at conference championship, I had to coach my rival, St. All. Mm. He came to me and was like, Blunt. He's like, man, you carried this team to this, you know, yeah, we finished second behind them, but we were the first team to score 100 points against St. All since Hampton left. Yep. Um, he's like, you carry this team. And I'm like, no, 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 it's my team. You no, know, my teammates helped me. It was like, it's all my teammates. He's like, no, it was you. They followed your example and they followed your lead and you let them here. You know, and I didn't understand it right then and there. But now as I got older and got into coaching, I understand, um, you know, I wasn't always the vocal leader. We had other guys on the team who were the vocal leaders. Um, but I led by example. Um, and I wanted to make sure because I, my coach always had to talk to me. Like, look, look, D, you know, whatever you do, they're going to follow. So I need you to be, um, because he later revealed to me uh, all our workouts were designed off of how I felt that day. <laughs> um, so if I was kind of, eh, he tailored the workout that's going to get the best out of me so we can get the best out of everybody else. But mm-hmm. he knew if it was a workout where I could just cruise and kind of get by with it, that's yeah. what I was going to do. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. So, uh, so I can look back at now, y'all. Sorry, guys. That's what I was about to say. Them three fifties, time oh. after time. Hey, look. I used to be like, yeah. this ain't hurdle day. This ain't hurdle day today. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Those were kind of my bad, my fault. Uh. But uh. But again, it made the best of made us. Made better, yo. Um, Thank yeah, you. it made us all of all of better. So, uh, but yeah, I when he told me that, I was like, really? It was like he's like, yeah, because you are a leader of this team, man. You know, I never wanted to be that when you talk to no, me. You was very. I never wanted to because I didn't want those responsibilities. I just love being me, carrying me, and doing what I had to do. Um, <laughs> but not realizing that I'm under that microscope that everybody is watching. Because um, I've had a success, so they don't think like, "Well, what is he doing to get better? How is he getting success?" So they're watching me. Uh, you know, you know. Only time I really was kind of easy does it was uh was through cross country season. But uh, but coach would tell you that um, before cross country season during the summer when everybody's off, I was on the track getting working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that too. You, your season didn't end doggone until like mid July, darn near the end of July, and we're all coming back. And I, I wanted to do every type of workout but the run. I, I swear for anything, I do the pool workouts, I do the weightlifting, I do the double practice. But when he said we're going on this run, I used to just be like, oh my God, will it ever end? 
LT, that's your cup of tea. You can run for days, bro. Yeah. I can't do it, LT. If you ask me to run for 20 minutes now, I might feel like I'd die. But I know I could do it, but it's the mental. And so take me back to school and he's saying, run around town. I said, town? Yeah. Over the bridge? Yeah. No, Trust and believe. You know that bridge, don't you, LT? Colonial Hyper? What? Listen, bro. Um, It's funny because, you know, I ran high school track at Colonial Heights, right? So I was trying to transition myself from, you know, being a mid-distance runner to running cross country. You know, I couldn't fathom that. Uh, back in my day when I first started track, I was like, look, you got the mile. The mile was it for me. I'm like, I, I don't run anything past the miles. So when you start talking to me like, um, yeah, won't you come out and run cross country? I said, coach, that's, that's 3.5. I don't know. That ain't or 3.2. That ain't what I do. I said, you know me, 800 mile. That's it. He was like, okay, well, let me get you with the guys, right? So, you know, the offseason comes and I'm, I'm working out, you know, I'm, I'm working out trying to get my body right for football. But at the same time, I got these guys from cross country and track knocking on my door. So sure enough, one day, I'll never forget, um, there's a guy younger than me that was, you know, he was a runner. His name was Stephen Crafton and he was like next up. And he knocked on my door one day and I, I opened the door. My dad opened the door and he was drenched in sweat. It was a summer day. And he said, hey, Lamont here. He said, yeah, I come to the door. I'm like, what are you doing, man? This dude got, you know, it's the middle of the summer. He had no, no shirt on. He's just sweating. He said, I'm about to show you. Come on. That's, that's what he said. I'm about to show you. Come on. And he took me all around Colonial Heights and to Virginia State. And back, we don't we we don't ran basically all of Colonial Heights and back. And he that said, "How bad?" He said, "How bad was that?" I said, "It was pretty bad." He said, "But you 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 was right here with me." He was like, "You he was here." He was like, "Now you can't tell me you can't run cross country." And, that, and that's how he got me into it. He told that's me what he, I was scared of. He, he literally right took there. Me out there, and and I I'll never forget it. And then and that day after that, I was just like, "Well." I guess I gotta gotta guess I gotta step out on cross country practice. Well, what made you do it more? Was it the pride of not being left behind, or was it really actually a comfortable run for you, where you felt like that was something you could do again? Actually, it was it was actually getting through it. That that that's what made me do it. Like, you know, the the part where I wanted to stop and walk, you know, and he came back and was like, "Nah, come on, like keep like mm -hmm. come on. right." And the fact that he had that conversation with me. I, I don't know if it was at his house or my house, or he just said, man, you remember that? You remember how you felt? Like, he's like, do you remember how you felt? He was like, well, if you think about it, what we ran, that's a little more than what a race would be. And you haven't yeah. even started training yet. You know, he get, he put it in perspective for me. He was like, you haven't been to one single practice yet, but you did it. And you can't even like, you can't tell me you can't do it because you physically been through it now. He was like, so just imagine if you put some practice. He was like, it's just like the first time you ran 800. You thought you were a sprinter. He was like, and then what happened? You That's run 800, you mess around, came in third, and now what's up? And I was like, like you're right. That's just I was like, blunt right. with them damn workouts. Yeah. <laughs> he needs more. So we're running 450 pickups. And I'm saying oh. to myself, I said, that made me you want know, to throw up. There's always an answer for it, too. I'm like, 
but I only run the 110 and the 400. He's like, 400 hurdles. That's perfect right there. 450 pickups, you need it. <laughs> right. I was like, God, I got to yeah. figure a way to yeah. say I don't run the 400 hurdles. Because the 450s right. and the 350s, all them workouts, when I tell you, it's, it's one thing to come into track out of shape or trying to get back into your top shape. You know, that's a grind in itself. But it's another thing to have competitive-ass teammates that are just like, hey, yo, you you better not come in last. Oh, oh on this rep, you right. better not come. And so it was just a constant push to be better. Like, I've never felt so liberated. Like, it, it was it was one of them put-up-or-shut-up moments. You don't get to hide yeah. behind uh, a, a team as a whole concept. You got to put your part mm-hmm. in, and you got to stand right. You got to stamp it and stand by it. Like, hey, this I do the 110 hurdles and I'll high jump for you. What else do you need? You know what I'm saying? Yes. It was just how we practice the one thing that can that can do that for you, right? In, in different events is where like I remember we even had people like we were so competitive some days that we we got out on the track and we were like, you know what? But I bet you I could take such and such and such and such and beat you in the four by four. It was like you crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we literally one time we took two distant runners one sprinter and we each took a throw we each took a thrower and we put them on a four by 14 and we we told each one of us you better not lose you better not come in last because i'm not about to hear him over there talk this trash to me for the next week i'm not doing it so you and we would do that it was crazy that was that was us on a everyday basis yeah facts every single day was uh, i i guarantee you uh, yeah, you know, the sprinters, we're gonna be the quarter miles. Quarter miles, we're gonna dog gun this week. Yep. Okay, uh, Always. Well, let me clarify. I was excluded from all that because I was both a quarter miler and a sprinter. So they disqualified me from all the races. Like, you don't count. Because uh, depending true. on the day is what I felt like. Because some days I felt like a sprinter, some days I felt like a quarter miler. It depends on the day. Right. So this I would true. join whatever team I felt like. But it's like, I can't join in the front. Uh, but them pushing me still just for the simple fact that hey we talk is trash hey we're gonna talk is uh oh me just trying to kick you out of the hurdles that's all i wanted i was just i didn't lo and behold that's his favorite event that in the long jump or whatever and i just he's joe you'll never get me out i just just letting you know right now never get me out here's the funny thing about that hurdles is never my favorite event Oh, don't hurdle. tell me that now. I'd have doubled down harder to get me one, Blunt. Come on, man. I hated the hurdles. I hated, the timing. Like I hated the four. Like I hated the four. He made you do it because of the timing, right? He, if, he it, made, it matched? Well, no, he made me do it because uh, because I was a natural born hurdle. Um, okay. Because right, that's, right. Actually, actually, that's how I got started. Actually, I got started with hurdle in high school. Playing around the hurdles. I saw one of my female teammates, she would do a hurdle drill. I'm playing around. She's like, I can do that. So I went playing around with the coach and around. Oh, so you want to learn how to hurdle? I heard on that. Really? So he taught me. And from there on out, I said, um, it was just one of those things. Like, I'm yeah, very good at like, I'm very good at the four, but I hated running the four. Uh, so that was just always my outlook for things. Um, the things that I hated the most, the faster I ran, the faster I got it over. With. So that was always my mindset. Uh, I you remember a couple of those. <laughs> Got that one over with. It went to the finals. I'd say, all right. Right. It's just like, oh my God. Like, uh, like I said, because like my days at the track were nonstop. From the time we got off the bus to the time we ended, I was competing. And 
Mm. Um, so I'm just like, I, I have to figure out how to get better. And that's where cross country came. I hate anything over a 400. Well, hell, I hate 400. But anything over four just makes it worse. So you're talking about running 3.5 miles. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coach, you do a lot of I don't. But he's like, add up all the events you do. So I started adding up all the events I do, you know, and I just started doing the running events. And I'm like, hey, but it still doesn't equal up to a mile. It's like, okay, so now add in all the jumps you do. So I'm thinking, I was like, well, you know, it's only three. And I said, no, no, no. Mm, so you're doing practice six jumps. Runs. So you, all that's like, add all that up. Compared to, like, so typically you have to be in shape to compete in all of those events. Like, it's like not just in those trials, but in those finals. So it hit me until I, when I ran cross country, like I really ran at a beat, threw up everything, like, oh my God, this is the worst. <laughs> um, and then that first indoor meet, I qualified for nationals. Coach was like, see? So That's from crazy. that point on, I, you know, they're kind of close to early part of the country, but when it's time to ramp up, getting close to the season, I got in and got the work in, and every meet from that point on, every first meet, I always qualified for national. That's I, I got a TO moment right now. That's my teammate, LT. That's <laughs> my teammate. That's <laughs> Bro, that's dead. That's my quarterback. Yeah. That's my teammate yeah. right there. Yeah, I say, uh, like I said, that was always my mindset because I wanted to uh, – always wanted to get there in one event so now I can focus on other events, especially other events helping my teammates get involved. So that's I felt cool. like if I qualify for nationals in this event, so now I can move on and push somebody else in this man. event, pull them on this event. So now I'm taking more than just me to nationals, and, and it worked out to be the best. So – I was like, you know, as much as I hated doing cross country, as much as I hated running, it was beneficial. It worked. Uh, I said, just the work and just the mindset of make sure my teammates eat like I eat. Uh, mm-hmm. and that was just my biggest thing. Like, I wanted my teammates to be there with me. I wanted them to come along with me. Uh, when they're crying about, man, it's me here who's I'm like, bro, doesn't matter. Like, this is cakewalk to what we do in practice. Like, um yes you know our practice were like meets like that's how hard we were going um so it's like stop taking that mindset about where we're running and who we're running against and just think about the work that i put in practice there's no way you're going to outwork me or you outwork me and when they what's my team starts on that mindset we just started to fly yeah yeah I, i can i can see that i love that maturation period you know, and you took me back when you was talking about how we had to compete with St. Augustine. you know, the, the day one of having the lead or being right there blow for blow with them on all sprint field and jumps. And it's like, we're right here. And then we get to the final in some events in the second day. And then the distance kicks in and they just yeah. start lapping us. And I mean, it's nothing. It's not like we didn't have, we had some, some horses in the distance too, but they had a whole stable. And so they get their points back in the distance races and there's no keeping up with that. But like you said, we scored over a hundred on that second go round, my second go round with them. And I, I, that's all I learned after a while that St. Aug had an Olympic coach that St. Aug had produced champions 
national championship over and over again. And we was competing with that every day to get better. And so between that, that's like almost the analogy to how um, I felt when I, when I heard it with you, I was like, I, well, why am I worried about anybody else that's running with, with us when I'm running with all American and practicing with all American every day. So I just kept snipping my time down, not worrying about nobody. Lo and behold, David Oliver's beside me. I'm like, I don't even know he's big dude, but I'm not worried about him. Look like blow right by him. So I'm just, that's how my mind was trained not to know that he's a future Olympian. You know what I'm saying? Like we wasn't, we're at UNC. I got other thoughts going through my head, bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Funny story about David Oliver. Funny story about David Oliver. Uh, so you, Joe, you, I, I'm sure you remember this meet then when Howard came to Virginia State. Yes. So David Oliver comes off the bus yelling, he's going to smoke me at Virginia State. I'm looking for a point. I'm going to smoke blunt today. Everybody's telling me. Everybody's telling me. So I'm running in that race. So we run this race. We kick off literally in the middle of the race. I look over because the wolves were out there. The wolves were standing on the side of the chair in the corner. They were, no, uh, that was our big year, tryouts. bro. They were doing their tryouts for the girls. So that brought the girls out for that track meet. Yep. They were cheering for yep. us. They were standing right on the fence. So I'm running. I'm running. Whoa, I look God, over God. to them because I'm blowing David Alva out at this point in time. I'm looking. I turn to the side and go. And I'm looking at them in the middle of the race as I blew him out. It's like, one thing you're not going to do, you're not going to come in my house and talk trash about me and, and think that you're going to beat me. Not in my say, house. Like, let me say uh, something right now. Never. You're coming out the blocks is superior. I just need to say that. Like I'm coaching track in high school and I will be hitting you up on some block technique because that is essential in a hurdle race where your steps yeah. have to matter. And so when you yeah. come out and I mean, you, I'm talking about practice. I ain't even talking about the real event, I'm talking about practice when he would cannon to the second and third hurdle. And you go, dang, I didn't even see him transition because most people transition. And what I mean is you see them running to hurdling. Mm-hmm. This guy just went straight through it. Smooth motion. I'm just like, oh, my God. So it's a whole different animal when you come into somebody's home, let alone wake a giant up so I, I do remember that i was very surprised that day too that he came out the bus saying that because it echoed through our campus you know both our campuses ain't but so big you know the news travel fast yeah you know how it works yeah, yeah actually, I, I actually i finished my college career at virginia state at that stadium nobody beat me on that track that's a beautiful feeling that's what's up yeah, so that's why every time I go back now, I tell all the kids that's hurling or comes in there or whoever runs and say, look, that's my house. I'm just leasing these out to y'all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you remember Joe, you to see Justin Williams run? I think he was one of our past hurdlers that that reached nationals recently, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah actually, I, actually, I talked to um, the coaches there now. He was he was going to bring me on at, at a point in time, but like, he wanted me – to do volunteer and I'm like I can't just do volunteer not on that level um um so I told him I, I gave some idea I, I gave some you know some suggestions some you know things to help them out to get them get better I say you know at the end of the day it's still my alma mater I'm going to do whatever it takes to make steak look good um but yeah I was like look look dog yeah y'all might be here y'all might be doing okay 
but this is still my house. So don't my get it twisted. You know? <laughs> so when I come in, you know, show me my respect because this is my yeah. house. Like, because my teammates, our blood, our sweat, and our tears built that track. Um, when I got there, we had nothing. To sing. We yeah. had to go to the high schools to practice. Yes. Uh, either whether it's Matorical or whether it was a Kingsburg High School. One and racing back to get before we got that track. But it took our blood and switch kids for that track. Ninety nine so, um, so yeah, so yeah, as much as I think it was all of us, it was my teammates. Like we we built that state and we built that track. So um but like I said, it's just um was amazing the guys that I had the chance to run with. Um like I said, to this day, we still are thick as bees. Like we might not talk That's every us. day. But you put us in a room together, you would think we going down every single day because we don't miss a beat. <laughs> um, Overtime. And yes, we had to end it. I'm telling you, sometimes you get to the point where you're talking to them and you forget that it's the interview. I know that you felt that with me. Did you not want to just tap me a couple times and say, hey, man, y'all <laughs> getting close to the end time? How about that? Kind of, but, you know, at the same time, like you said, it didn't feel like the interview. So that was the issue is that we, you know, we get to talking and, and it's it's just, it's so, it's so non-script and it's so genuine that we, we just want to keep it going. So I'm glad you put that in there because that, that has to continue to be emphasized despite knowing the history is it's not scripted. And, and so as many gems as we have, we have so many that we cover. We have those that we don't go over as well, too. And a lot of times the roundtable gives us that opportunity to. And, you know, Derek Blunt's a constant professional from my time running with him. You know what I'm saying? And I just realized how someone could be good at something and not cocky, but then develop a cockiness that yeah. is necessary to level up one more and that's why i don't never say no to nothing no more for that prime reason right there like if a kid's too cocky and you hear a coach like any coach that tell me what a kid can't do i'm gonna tell you why i can use them for that reason yeah yeah you know i i really got if i if i didn't get anything else from him it was the mindset you know what i'm saying that that mindset just brought me back to you know, the stories you hear about somebody having a killer mindset or somebody you know you're going to get the best out of somebody, right? Mm -hmm. That brought back the, the Kobe vibe for me. Like, he was just talking about how, you know, you come to my track, you know, I, I got to show out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it it goes beyond just saying somebody singing your praise and saying, oh, he fast, right? Or it's, it's different when you say it than when, you like you said you lining up in the in the starting blocks and you like oh I'm about to show them today like to today I gotta you know what I'm saying like the lights are on yeah you know, I gotta I gotta burn them out yeah we we he you know he put the team was successful our team was successful but I'm gonna like kind of micromanage that and say that our hurdle team was very successful there you go um it was, it was, I'm willing to say that we could probably out shuttle hurdle anybody in Virginia State's history. Yeah. I'm also willing to say that we could have out shuttle hurdled probably the CIAA's top dogs. Cause you have, look, let me just put this into retrospect here. Pen relays. 
shuttle hurdles. We were designed to go against Tennessee, led by Justin Gatton. But we had that guy. We had Derek Blunt. So while Gatlin can finish, so could Blunt. So all we had to do was .5 every other hurdler that Tennessee had. And that was our goal. It was, we were, man, I don't even want to tell you why we didn't get to run against them. I just want to tell you that we were preparing to upset the world. Like we knew we had it in us that year. Like it was, it was, everything was lining up right. right. And then just one thing went wrong. And that's yeah. crazy. one of the best fours, Derek Blunt, Derek Jennings, Shamel Williams, Joe Dillard. We had extras. We had Rod. We had Ed. We had extras. But mm, 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 mm. that guy led us in that regard. And, and, you know, Derek Jennings, just Mr. Come and do it. Like these guys are consummate pros. That's the thing I learned from all of my hurdlers. And then more importantly with Derek and how they handle it, like you can have eight hats, but you got to be a pro if you want to have eight hats. If you're going to have four, be pro with those four hats. Don't take time off. If you've invested into something or invested your time, it's kind of like how he said, you know, with coaching, coaching is a rarity. You have to, you have to know that you're going to want to do it because it's clearly not going to be for the money. Cause by the time you get to a coaching position, when it's for the money, you never did it for the money prior. So it shouldn't even really change now. Yeah. And so it's kind of a learning your, your, your walk, like learning your ways in regards to that. So as, as a coach, I definitely get how you get into something. You're going to be fully vested. So I wouldn't expect any less than that from, my boys and the track team that we have and, and my teams that I have coming up with the high schoolers. So it's, it's, it's only amazing to get all these Virginia athletes perspectives. And if you notice, they are all multi athletes. They, yeah. Oh, I only played basketball and football, but then I got introduced to track or, you know, I played track and basketball. And then at the end, I wanted to play baseball. You know, there's so many of the athletic stories that Virginia has to offer. And that's why, I think kids need to continue to hear and see these stories we're pitching out because you get to see that it's not just a one sport trick that gets you there. Like I've almost convinced half of the basketball team at Gainesville to now run track because I can convince them two or three things track will do to make you better in basketball. And they bought mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. And that, that mentality goes beyond sports, right? Like that's, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, find what you're good at. You know what I mean? Find find that find that special box in which you operate. You know what I mean? And, and you know that you don't do that without trying different things, right? And trying different things, I think, is is like the moral of, well, you're gonna find something that you're good at. Again, we say it all the time: passion meets purpose. We're gonna find something that you're passionate about, and that you you feel like you were born to do, or this was what you were fulfill made. your purpose. Yeah. And once once you find that, once you find that that perfect balance of, of passion meets purposes, there's no stopping it. There's no stopping it because that that momentum is 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 a turbulence field. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a great that's a great way to word it. Like I I, I took I don't even have a response. I almost wanted to go to a different subject, but I didn't want to cut it without giving it it's just due like you hit that right on the button um you know like these these episodes again commonwealth brings you 
just information. And then the more information, the merrier. And we're just here going to continue giving you these shows, these hits. We're looking next week to have another guest come on and then we'll have the triangle bringing it to you. So um, this is season four as we are bringing you the roundtable talk brought to you by Legacy Maker Sports, Grind and Pray. And once again, this is JoJo D and LT signing off. Y'all be safe. Come back and see us again. I need that uh, hillbilly strong. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> hey, that drink's dope. Where does that drink from? I feel like I hear that all. Hillbillies, I thought, right? The drink oh, okay. came on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. They make it, they make it that rich. That drink's dope. Right? Y'all come back now, you hear? Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Audio might get that. <laughs> yeah. That drink's fire, man. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs>